0: New York City has erected a new golden calf, a golden idol in honor of abortion, and set this new golden idol next to the great lawgivers, like Moses, Justinian, King Louis the IX, We have a choice. You can either choose the golden idol and what she, whatever this succubus represents, or you can choose truth, beauty, goodness, wholesomeness, hope, faith, charity, Family, tradition, matrimony, baptism, civilization. Or you can abandon all that and go with chaos, destruction, abortion, sodomy, sterility, poverty, decay, sin. Satanism, darkness, and death. Those are your two choices. This new statue, the golden statue here, I'll read what the New York Times said. Quote, frenzied commuters in New York's Flatiron District have been stopped in their tracks in recent days by an unlikely apparition near Moses Confucius, and Zoroaster standing atop the grandiose state courthouse in shimmering golden eight-foot female sculpture emerging from a pink lotus flower and wearing Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg's signature lace collar. That's what you see right there. Right up there with Moses, King St. Louis the IX. We've got this... Uh, This golden female sculpture. I don't even, how do they even know it's female? Because it's curvy? I mean, we've been told for the last several years that uh, you don't know what a woman is. What is a woman? Women can have uh, all kinds of bodies and functions. That's what we're being told. So what makes this a female? The artist is... A Pakistani American, I have a picture over here. I think, yep, out of focus. The artist is a Pakistani American who said the sculpture was part of an urgent, necessary cultural reckoning underway in New York, along with cities across the world, It reconsiders traditional representations of power in public spaces and recasts civic structures to better reflect 21st century mores. The artist Shazia Sikander says, quote, she is a fierce woman. A form of resistance in a space that has historically been dominated by patriarchal representation. She said the work was called NOW, N-O-W, because it was needed now at a time when women's reproductive rights, a.k.a. abortion, were under siege after the U.S. Supreme Court in June overturned the so-called constitutional right to abortion. So let's not be mistaken here. This is A battle and a debate between abortion, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, goat-headed women, idols, imaginary people that don't exist, and truth. The incarnation of the eternal logos, the word of God, who became Emmanuel, God with us through the Immaculate Womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary. That's why we have two choices before us. You know, you read the book of Proverbs, it gives you two paths, the path to the destruction, the path to wisdom. Let's go on the path to wisdom. In the 700s, there was a major crisis in the Eastern Byzantine Empire. It's called iconoclasm. There was a group of people likely inspired by Mohammedans and Saracens who said we got to get rid of all symbols, significations, icons, statues, artwork that depicts Jesus Christ, the saints, the Virgin Mary, even crosses These iconoclasts went all over the place to churches, monasteries, public monuments, and they ripped everything down, destroyed it to the horror of God fearing people. Why? Because Satan hates God. He hates the truth. He hates faith. He hates civilization and order. He loves chaos and ugliness and lies. It's the same thing true today, but it's a bit more sinister. They are erecting, they're not just taking away the beautiful images that remind us that God loves us, that he sent his only begotten son to die for us, to rise again on the third day for our justification. Beautiful art. They're taking it down and they're replacing it with that which is ugly. And all art has a teleology. What is teleology? We talk about this at NSTI, New St. Thomas Institute. Teleology is the goal, the trajectory, the finish line. All art, just like all books, anything that we create has a teleology. The artist is trying to push you towards something when you look at the art. This is true of all art. All right. So the artist is either trying to push you towards the teleology of piety, inspiration, courage, wisdom, or they're trying to shock you to make you feel uncomfortable, to make you feel awkward, to make you feel confused. The artist is trying to push the viewer to something. Ultimately, if they're Christian to someone, God, that is the teleology of art. And what we're seeing in these ugly, demonic images is a recurring theme, goat heads, Satanism, androgyny, and of course, the push for abortion, sodomy, sterility, etc. That's the common theme here. We can observe it. We can note it. We can point at it. So, they're not just taking away that which is good, true, beautiful. They're trying to replace it with that which is perverted. And you see this perfectly with everything going on in the public space with drag shows and pride parades. See, it's not a, they don't want to just keep it in their private life. See, a lot of Christians are like, well, I just keep my faith private. Well, you see, Satan isn't like that, he wants it in the public. One of the greatest lies is, Oh, you have a cross. You can't have that in public. Oh, you like Christmas. You can't talk about that in public. You want to have a blessed Virgin Mary shrine. You can't have that. That's Christian. That's religious. And they lie to you and they say that the public square is neutral. You can't have any religion there, but then what they do is they import their own covert religion. of Satanism and secularism. Yes, secularism is a religion. They believe in it. They do evangelization. They write books. They go door to door. They have processions and parades. They have their own clergy. They fundraise. They start nonprofits. Don't tell me secularism is not a religion. It is a religion at war against our religion. Christianity. I don't say Judeo-Christianity. I don't know what that is doesn't mean anything to me. I'm talking about real Christianity, the real deal. You must choose and you must be public. You must take up space for Almighty God. He's asking you to do it. When I was in Austria last year, I saw all these beautiful roadside shrines. I have a cross, maybe a local saint that inspired the people to love God seen the same thing in Mexico. We need to start doing that again. Our churches need to ring the bells. The Mohammedans, they do their call to prayer. the secularists are blasting all their nasty music and videos all over the place, streaming it into your house like sewage. We need to stream that which is good, true and beautiful. That's what we have to do. We have to take up space. And it's a joyful thing. Yes, it's a struggle. Yes, it's a battle. But what else is worth fighting for? What do we want to give our children and our grandchildren but, but beauty? We want them to know that God loves you and he became a man through the immaculate womb of the Virgin Mary. And that by that act, God sanctified the beauty of babies, of new life, of new beginnings, children. It's a redemptive story that's true and it's wholesome. It's a story that promotes. And by story, I don't mean myth or legend, I mean history. It's a story that promotes traditional families, holy matrimony. Beauty, truth, glorious art, glorious architecture peace, joy, contentment. This is what we want to give to the next generation. When someone says, I'm a conservative, you have to say, what are you trying to conserve? Are you trying to conserve an economic policy? Okay, but are you conserving the deposit, the apostolic deposit that Jesus gave the apostles to pass down generation to generation? Because that gift is beautiful. That gift is just wholesome and true. And if we can get our beautiful presentation out into the public, we will win over this ugly, disgusting, nasty, goat-headed, weird. I mean, this is this is straight up out of Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call Ghostbusters? It's like New York City with a ghost. Emerging with tentacles and horns and everything. It's gross. When you think about the cross, when you see the cross depicted on a hilltop, there's still places in Texas where you see this. That inspires you. It's true. It's good. When you see an image of Our Lady, the Blessed Virgin Mary, and you think about that mystery That the second person of the Trinity entered in to the womb of a young virgin who said yes to God. That's beautiful. See, we got to present these mysteries, and they're mysteries of the rosary. That's why I say pray the rosary every day. These mysteries to our culture and to our society. This is what society is missing. People are going on and looking at pornography. Again, unwholesome, evil images that are destroying their soul and filling them with darkness and disappointment. We need to to reintroduce people to beauty, not just in in art with images and paintings, but but beauty in the liturgy. This is why I say you got to find the traditional Latin Mass or the Eastern Divine Liturgy of St. John Chrysostom. you got to enter into the aesthetic of truth. Our kids need to see beauty when they go to church truth. They need to be inspired by, yes, of course, Jesus Christ. He is the teleology of everything, but also by his disciples, the saints, the angels. They need to experience their presence, and you experience that in church. If church is ugly and banal and pedestrian, that's not what God wants. And you can have the most beautiful liturgy, music, art, in one of the poorest villages in the world. It's not about money. It's about about the heart and the devotion that people have for God. All right, so can we do this? Here's your homework, all right? First off, like the video. I always gotta say it, because everybody always forgets, you gotta like that video. Here's your homework. Can you do something in the next 24 hours that'll bring forth the beauty of Christian truth to society. Can you go on your Facebook and post a beautiful image of today's saint and say, Today's saint is, and post it? Can you put a crucifix on your wall? Can you put a beautiful statue of the Blessed Virgin Mary outside your house? You should. I've got, outside my house, i got the Blessed Mother, St. Francis. Anybody who comes by my house says, those people are Catholic. Those people believe in God. That house serves the Lord. What can we do? And I'm not talking about being showy for the sake of being showy. Like, oh, I'm a holy person. Look at all my religious articles that are, no. I'm talking about making a stand for what is good, true, and beautiful. That's God in his message. What can you do in the next 24 hours to extend this? I've said before, there's 8 million people in the world, 8 billion people, there's, eight, there's 1 billion Catholics, 2 billion if you count all the other groups that call themselves Christians. But if that 1 billion just reached out to 7, if each person reached out to 7 people successfully, then everyone would, would be turning to God through Jesus Christ. That's what we need to do. So your homework is, as I say at the end of show, go out there and be salty. You have to go out there. You got to do it. And you can. It's not hard. What else is your homework? Well, that that truth, that beauty, the wholesomeness, you got to choose which one you're going to go with. And then that has to be your daily decision in your soul. Are you going to look at ugly things? Are you gonna go on Netflix and watch filth? Are you gonna fill your mind and your ears with pornographic, violent, wicked media? Are you gonna stream pornography and put that into your soul and into your body? Or are you going to choose to renew your mind through Jesus Christ and study and receive and listen to and experience those things which honor God. That's part of your homework, too. That's the interior. And the interior, Jesus says, is always more important than the exterior. So we have to do that as well. All right, so that's your homework. Two things. What can you do today in the next 24 hours to place the beauty of God's message to the world? You can do it in your physical Premises, you can do it online, you can call someone, you can invite them to church on Sunday, you can do all these things, and then how are you every day? Because really, on the screen, you see two choices. If you're going to spend your time consuming garbage, you're, you're in this world, over here. If you're going to spend your, si- your time consuming truth, beauty, goodness, and being wholesome, you're going to be over here on this side. And that's a choice you got to make every day, Jesus said. All right, so that those that's your homework. All right, it's great. Thanks for watching. If you really want to see something beautiful, read the book of Revelation. I've got a great book called Antichrist and Apocalypse. That sounds scary, sounds ugly. It's not. It's beautiful. So the book of Revelation, the, the Apocalypse, is one of the most beautiful books in the Bible. So check out the book Antichrist and Apocalypse. It's back as a number one bestseller on Amazon right now on Christian Eschatology. You can get it on Audible. You can get the book, check it out. If you want a signed copy, you can go to patreon.com forward slash drtaylormarshall. I'm also inviting everyone to become a student at NSTI. If you want to go deeper in philosophy or in theology or apologetics and go deeper in the things we talked about today, like teleology, you can sign up and take online courses. I'll be your guide. Go to newstthomas.com, newstthomas.com and check out our 10 courses. Make sure you pray your rosary every day. That's part of the decision to fill yourself with something that's true and beautiful, the mysteries of the rosary. And until next time, remember our Lord Jesus Christ is you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. And also, check out the next video. God bless and Godspeed.